0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode
1: of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody, and I'm what came out of the egg to the side of the Gobbledygooker.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, yep. okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. That one was that was better than the last one. Eh? That yeah, was better than the last one.
1: I mean, a lot of them are better than the last one. The last one was pretty terrible. I do apologize to our listeners for that. I promise to do better. <laughs> it is my commitment to you all. <laughs> But we are excited about another episode. Man,
0: so much has happened this week. It's been a great weekend for professional wrestling. Uh, Before we go into the episode, I just want to give a shout-out and thank you to the people that have sponsored the show. I want to especially thank New South Pro Wrestling for allowing us to be a sponsor for their event this past weekend. Uh, I want to also thank Freedom Force Wrestling for hosting an action-packed night this past Saturday. I got to meet some of the great people that... Worked there, got to meet Bill again, got to say hi to him, uh, Skip Bondor. I hope I'm saying your last name right. I apologize if it's wrong. I got to meet some of the great talent that was there, meet some new people as well. It was a just an amazing night. Thank you to everyone at Freedom Force, and thank you to New South. Just thank you to everyone that's been supporting this podcast, everyone that's been listening and just subscribing to everything that we have. And just let you guys know, we are on social media. If you haven't already followed us on Facebook or Instagram, get with it. And if you haven't subscribed to us on the podcast, what are you doing? Yeah, we're, we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. Apple.
2: We're everywhere.
0: Where, could, where else could we be? I mean, we've already got people all over the world that are subscribing to us. I just looked. We've got people in Singapore that are following us. Thank you to all who are in Singapore listening to this. Uh, Belgium. S- uh, South Africa. uh, there's there's a couple others I'm missing. If I'm missing your country, I apologize. I'll probably give you a shout out on the next podcast or next episode. But a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and just get into a few things. Uh, first, let's start off with the WWE draft. I mean, wow, well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, yeah. I think I don't think there were any super surprising right it, draft picks. I mean, we kind um, of expected
0: things to go the way they did for the most part. A couple surprises here and
1: there. But as far as I think the, the introduction before the draft of the world title, you know, really kind of helped to increase the, the value of what they're doing there. Right. So now we know that Roman is on SmackDown, and they're still going to call him the undisputed, universal heavyweight champion, right? But he's not the only champion, right. Of the elite status now. So we actually finally are back to having two shows with two title crowns that you know our higher level wrestlers can go with. That's going to give us so much more story options. Which is the way that it needs to it's, be. It's what's, I mean, it's what's best. Best cause, for business. Hey,
0: best for business. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it should have been that way for a long time. Having this one champion going back and forth from both shows, it just it doesn't really help much as far well, as... Well, it's
1: one thing when you have like the whole show integrated and, you know, I remember when, you know, in the Attitude Era when SmackDown first was introduced and so you had Raw and then SmackDown and it was really frustrating for people like me who had satellite TV is that I got Raw but I couldn't get SmackDown. Right. So I literally missed like half the storyline of the show because it was just a continuation. Like what happened on Monday and then what happened on... Thursdays, which was the original Raw uh, SmackDown, uh, Monday was Raw, SmackDown was Thursday. Right. Um, you would miss it. And then there was Sunday Night Heat, but that was kind of just the undercard. So you weren't really missing a whole lot of stuff. The only time anything happened on Sunday Night Heat was right before, when Sunday Night Heat was right before a pay per view. Right. But, uh, you know, so when SmackDown had the, you know, basically it was the continuation of Raw. And so you had the one champion, it's fine. And but then whenever they've had drafts and it's completely separate, and of course you have the two different titles, that works too. But where we've been for the last year and a half is like a half split show and a half not split show. So we've had this weird thing where it's like you've got a lot of wrestlers who only wrestle on SmackDown and wrestlers who only wrestle on Raw. But
0: then you have kind the ones that just jump back and forth depending on what storylines. Yeah, like you
1: have like you have some. And then when the Usos unified the titles, they would be on both shows. But then you had your Intercontinental title and your U.S. title that were, you know, show-specific. So it was just kind of a weird hybrid. And, you know, good for them for trying to see if it worked, but it it didn't. No. So, you know, we're, we're going back to what we know works. Two shows, two top champions split it up Give you know you have such a huge roster you've got to have two split shows I mean, exactly even aew is reali- realizing that when you have that much talent
0: and only so much time a lot of people are gonna be left in the dark and not given any TV
2: time that you yeah. deserve that
1: and you time. can't have two three-hour shows no like the, you know WWE's tried that before and three hour I'm I'm so thankful that we don't have three hour raws anymore. Please, no more. That was no more. It was a marathon. It and the same thing with WrestleMania. It's like WrestleMania got to the point where it was like six hours long. I'm so glad. Like I, I you know, I was resistant to it at first. We're resistant to change. Right. But I was so glad when they moved WrestleMania from one day to two days. So it's now right. you, you get the whole roster on there or as much of the roster as you can get and you get a lot of exposure for your, your talent. But you're not having a six-hour, you know, exactly. wrestle. wrestle like, just, like you start
0: at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then you don't get finished until about 12.30 the next day.
1: Yeah, I don't have to, don't have to wrap myself in a bag and Depends to watch WrestleMania. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it just works out better. But going along with that,
0: you know, we had the draft and then we had the introduction of the uh, new World Heavyweight Championship, which... Thoughts on it. I, I don't like it at all. It just... With all the money that WWE has... Into making their titles look. I just want the big great. belt back. I do too. I want the classic, you know, WCW World and Heavyweight Championship. I, when, when, I saw, when I
1: saw his Triple H there and he's talking about the belt. All that excitement. All, all built that I'm up. thinking about is the big gold belt. And I'm yes. waiting for the big gold belt. And then, and he, then we get this big gold it's, belt. It's, that a, looks it's, like, a, it's a child's toy. It is. It It's, it's garbage. I've seen worse. I, I, I'll give this disclaimer it's not a spinning. Championship? No, it's not. And I still think the Intercontinental Championship looks terrible. The like, one, the current one right now. The current now? Intercontinental Championship is the grossest, ugliest, stupidest. Ugh. Yeah. I, I hate that thing. I agree. And I'm sorry that that Walter has to wear that and can't wear. You know, wear the classic wear white the belt. Classic white belt. You know, the one that Cody brought back. Yes. You know, or you know, my you know, I'm just an attitude era kid. The oval belt is to me. Yes, I love the oval Intercontinental Championship. Yes, the one that the Rock wore after Stone Cold threw the belt. into the river like that Intercontinental Championship belt. You know that was from ninety eight till I mean two thousand six two thousand seven ish almost. I mean maybe not. Maybe I'm a little bit off on my on my years. Yeah, it sounds about right. that that title, it's not as iconic as like the, the. the iconic intercontinental championship right. that was the championship for you know 30 something years that Pat Patterson won. We'll talk right. about Pat later on today, too. Yeah, uh, that title is so iconic, it doesn't need to change. No, you know, the NWA world title, Think like whoever's ever owned NWA, whether it's Billy Corgan or you know, different people. I'm so thankful that title, no matter what, has never changed. Right. It's so iconic. It's such
0: a prestigious it championship. It speaks for that it, itself. Yeah, exactly. It speaks for itself. You don't need to change anything.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, this, this title, you know, I get it. It's merchandise towards children. Right. Their key demographic, you know, younger kids, and that's going to sell like gangbusters come Christmas time. That belt is. It, I saw it, and I knew exactly why it was the way it was. Exactly. But I don't like it. I'm an old, crotchety, angry wrestling fan. Oh, I'm the I same want way the too. big gold belt. Yes. Um, you know, if it was good enough for Triple H, it's good enough for Seth Rollins.
0: Exactly. When speaking of, with the World Title Tournament coming up, uh, starting tonight, actually, and if this posts tonight on Monday, then you'll understand what we're talking about here. But we have the World Title Tournament cultivating with Monday Night Raw tonight. And then following up on Friday Night SmackDown, we have two triple threat matches tonight. Uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, participants for the first one. I know it's Cody Rhodes, Finn Balor, and The Miz for the first one. And then I believe it's Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Damian Priest for the second one. So
1: the winner of those matches will face at the end of Raw tonight. Yes, so essentially... Uh, and I, you know, we'll do a little back chair booking here. I'm gonna, right. I'm going to give you my predictions. You can give me yours. Okay. I, I, I Cody is winning. Seth is winning. That see, and I, I would love to see it go a different way.
0: Honestly, because I would love to see Cody win, but I'd also like to see Shinsuke win. I'd love to because I think win. Shinsuke needs another title run.
1: I'd love, I'd love to, to see, see him. Honestly, him. I'd love to see Shinsuke win. But there's something inside of me that's saying that Seth is getting this title. And I, like, I, you know, I alluded to it just a second ago when I said, if it's good enough for Triple H, it's good enough for Seth. I said that on purpose. Right. Because there's just something inside of me that tells me this, this title is going to Seth. And, you know, I think it's, I, if you've been watching Raw and if you watch Backlash, I don't know who I think is more over Seth or Cody. Well,
0: obviously Seth is over because he has a catchy uh, entrance music song. But not just that alone. I mean, Seth yeah. Rollins is Seth Rollins. And the crowd loves him. The Seth fans Rollins love him. doesn't
1: have a bad it, match with anybody. Exactly. Seth Rollins he has five-star matches. No matter, we'll talk about it a little bit. But Seth Rollins made Omos look like he might have actually known what professional wrestling was. Exactly. And, and I have no
0: doubt that Seth Rollins will hold another championship at some point. Yeah. However, I, I'll disagree because Seth Rollins doesn't need another championship right now. Would, would he do good with it? Absolutely. But I don't think he needs this one. I think that either Cody Rhodes needs this one. I agree, Cody to, needs to go, it. To go along with the whole finishing the story yeah, tagline that he's been going on with. Well, this title doesn't back. finish
1: the story for Cody, though. No. Of course, the Roman
0: Reigns segment finishes the story for him. Because at the
1: end of the day, if you look at this title, and just like we talked about, and maybe I'm getting too into the woods here, maybe this is just too much old person psychology. Right. But the world title, calling it the world title, and it still looks like... It does, it's not the big gold belt, but it looks like the big gold belt. Right. And Triple H talks about it like the big gold belt. That belt is the WCW belt. Right. That belt traces its lineage to the NWA belt. That belt... Dusty's held that belt. Right. That doesn't finish anybody's story. The WWE belt, the universal title belt that Roman Reigns holds... That traces it. The reason they call it the Universal Heavyweight Championship Belt and not World Heavyweight Championship Belt is because that belt is linked in its lineage to the WWE Heavyweight Champion. And that's the belt that Stone Cold won. That's the belt that Hulk Hogan won. That's the belt that Bruno San Martino won. Right. And they keep, when they talk about the champions, if you notice, when they talk about with Roman, they talk about Bruno. They They talk talk about Pedro. They talk about Hulk Hogan. They talk about Bob Backlund. They're talking about that belt's lineage. Right. They're not including Ric Flair. They're not including Sting. They're not including Dusty. They're not including, you know, all of you know the greats, the funks that have held the world championship belt. Right. So Cody can't win this one and call it finishing any kind of story. I, I see. I see your point on
0: that, but still, just me selfishly, <laughs> I still want to see Cody Rhodes have a title at some point, whether oh, it's the Universal Title or whether it's the New World Heavy. And there's title.
1: something to say that Cody can't win this belt and then take this belt and then they have a Clash of Champions type, you know, belt. But then they'd be creating a belt and unifying it too quick. So right. I just, you know, and you know, it could go
0: either way. You know, Cody could not win uh, the title tournament, and Shinsuke could pull out a victory. Which would be good to see because there's a whole bunch of superstars on the SmackDown side that I'd love to see go up against Shinsuke in the finals in Saudi oh, Arabia. I mean, we could see Cody Rose winning Money in the Bank at some point, and then taking on Roman Reigns and cashing it in love at to some see point Cody win. because that would be a SummerSlam worthy match. Oh, yeah, absolutely! But going off of uh, the Raw side of things the with Smackdown. the triple threat championship matches, we have SmackDown where we have AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio. Um, Austin Theory, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Lashley, Edge, Edge, and then Sheamus.
1: Sheamus. So now I don't. Now who are the competitors for each of the matches? Uh, I believe it's Miz, AJ, Austin, Bobby.
0: What, is it, no, oh yeah, I, no, I, I, no, no, I, no. yeah. Miz, on, uh, Miz uh, Raw. is on. Miz is on
1: Raya. Yeah. AJ, Austin, Bobby, Edge, Ray, Sheamus. Ooh. Yeah. See. There's a bunch of ways that one can go There's too. A, that's the thing about these trip the way these triple threats are, and I kind of like it because it, if it was, if it was one on one, you could kind of, it would be cherry to pick tell. that pretty easily. But yeah, I mean, some of these matches, if they happen as they've been described, cards are always subject to change. But if they happen as such, you know, I, I'm gonna have to give, I mean, like AJ and Bobby are the ones I'd lean to. I kind of lean to AJ. Ages. Fresh back from injury, is right? AJ Styles. See, and I, I would disagree. I'll go the other way.
0: I'll go Bobby on this one just because, yeah. I mean, Bobby Lashley is a beast, a beast of a human being, and it wouldn't make much sense for AJ to knock off Bobby Lashley when he's been on this hot streak just recently. I mean, of course, he's had these scrum matches with Austin Theory for the U.S. title, but granted, I think this is a perfect time for Lashley to come back into the main event scene and win the big one. Yep. And then you got the other one with Edge, Rey, Mysterio, Ray and, and Sheamus.
1: Sheamus. I kind of am going to go ahead and say I would lean on... I mean, obviously, it's Edge or Ray. I don't think it's going to be Sheamus. Um, and so I, I, I would say that with Ray and the LWO... What's funny is if you get... I don't think that Edge is going to win the title just because of what Edge's contract is. Right. And Triple H said... This champion is gonna represent every Raw. Like he's right. gonna be, be on and Edge is every, not gonna be on every Raw. Ray has been on every show. So it's Ray or Seamus. I don't see it being Seamus, I see it being Ray. So at the end of the day, you're gonna end up having Ray versus either AJ or Bobby. See an will See, I, I agree with Ray. I'd love to see
0: an A.J. Ray match. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. See, and I, I agree with the Ray side of things because he's got the LWO. They're always on every single week. I agree with that. However, with Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes, I love the
1: Brawling Brutes. I
0: see him being that fighting champion where he'll have open challenges and he'll just welcome anybody and everybody on the roster that wants a shot I'm
1: at all it. for it. I think, honestly, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know in on a little secret here. Okay. Actually, not the biggest Sheamus fan historically. I, but... I love the current Seamus. Yeah. The, to me, this is the best work he's ever done. You know, the matches that he's had with Drew, the matches that he's had with Walter, the, the stuff that he's done with the Brawling Brutes. This is my favorite Seamus ever. For years and years and years, I've always been a, why is this guy here? He, he annoys me. He bores right. me. Uh, he makes my eyes hurt when the lights hit his pale white skin. <laughs> Like, I think a lot of people had that same effect. Like, I feel like Eric Cartman watching him going, gingers have no souls. <laughs> um, but no, the, you know, I, I do. I love, I love the current run that Sheamus is on. And if they, they want to put him up there, great. But I don't see them taking... I don't see them giving him the title and then having him go over to Raw and taking all the brawling brutes over because I think there's just too much good work to be done uh, with the brawling brutes over on SmackDown. And potentially with the brawling brutes and the OC. Yeah, that I, yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That's what, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Age,
0: age and the occasional fart joke. Oh yeah. So going from WWE side of things, let's kind of track into AEW. Oh what's yeah. going on with AEW
1: now? There's a lot going on with AEW. They're so doing much so on. much great stuff right now. I mean, leading into lead Double it, or Nothing now. The lead up to Double or Nothing be... is so much better. Like. You know, AEW doesn't have nearly as many premium live events right. as as WWE does. And so they're more spaced out. And I can say that the lead up to Double or Nothing right now was so much
0: better. J- just alone from the main event that we're going to have, oh, you yeah. got the Four Pillars match with MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby Allin, and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, almost That's four be, years in the making. Exactly. This it's... match has been building up for over 3 years.
1: The only thing I the only my only issue with it is I wish that I had a modicum of belief that any of the other 3 pillars had a chance. Of the 3, I would say the only one that has
0: somewhat of a chance would be Darby Allen.
2: Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Of uh, the 3,
0: Jungle Boy,
2: I,
1: I would see. love to see a Jungle Boy turn. I would? Like I I, don't am, see that I am hoping for it because here's the thing, it's MJF and Sammy lately doing the whole, you know, is like, like with, like, very similar to MJF and Chris Jericho, like a year and a half ago before right. the medical thing happened, um, and Sammy's not stupid. Sammy, like, his character is not dumb. His character is is playing along, but at the end of the day, when the opportunity comes to screw MJF over, he's gonna screw MJF over because Sammy cares about Sammy. Exactly. If and he can Darby, just, if he can just get Darby is under. your sting. Darby is your Ricky the Dragon steamboat. Yeah. Darby is your perennial good guy who is not going to turn. No. And he is going to be your guy that chases these bad guys, whoever it is, you know, through the end of the wrestling cosmos for AEW. Yeah. But the only one who has... You know, he's been nothing but a white meat babyface, but they've given just like the little you know little nuggets here and there, little pieces for us, you know, in his in his fight with Christian where we've seen like a darker side of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. We've talked about it on the show. The Jungle Boy needs to grow up right, and be a jungle man. Right. <laughs> and Jack Perry needs, the, 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 the character needs growth. Right. It, what a great yeah, opportunity see. for growth. Yeah, I
0: see what you're saying over there. But yeah, of the three in that match... Darby Allen is the only one that I would pick to have any shot at dethroning MJF for the world title. Sammy Guevara, the only thing I see him doing is him and MJF forming a tag team because that whole run where they were quote unquote buddies, yeah, it was was short lived. It was short lived, but it was very entertaining. Yes, highly entertaining. Loved to hate them. But you, oh, I think you, but Sammy is such a great, schmarmy heel. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and him and MJF as a tag team
1: yeah. would be Have great. Have you been watching control. any of, all of the All Access that comes on after?
0: I haven't. I've only watched like a little bit from uh, the episode with uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole. Yeah, But I haven't catched on with any of the other ones. Because so I, I know I, there was I've one with watched, Guevara.
1: Yeah, I've, well, there's a lot of Sammy and Ty. Uh, right. I'll actually say they're... I would say they're probably like two of the main characters of the whole situation. And when I say main characters, I think they're, you know, those cameras, they go and they follow people and they find out people who are more uh, endearing, people who are more charismatic, like the cameras tend to magnetically find the people who make the cameras worth turning on. And, uh, you know, Sammy and Ty, the, what they're doing with the all access... Is, I think it's really it's going to grow their characters right because you're learning of like who they are behind the scenes yeah and they're both heels so it's like it's a dangerous little gambit they're playing by showing like like that, behind that the scenes the behind the scenes on. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are actually really kind nice people right it just who breaks like, kayfabe yeah, yeah I mean it breaks kayfabe and so it's, uh, some people are going to have different opinions of it but, I don't know, it makes me respect the worker that much more. Right. Of who he is, and then who he portrays, and how well he does his job. Right. You know, you've got people like the Elite. Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega, and the Bucks are the Bucks. Right. And, like, they're really not... They're giving you their personality. They're not really right. giving you and a you, whole and
0: lot. And you can already see that by watching their YouTube channel, the yeah. Elite. And you can see all the backstage stuff they do. Yeah. I mean, it, they are who they
1: are, but... they've deviated from that a few times for storylines and stuff but like where they're most comfortable is just kind of being themselves right you've got a guy like Sammy who's just really uh, the more I learn about Sammy Guevara the more I watch Sammy Guevara the more of a Sammy Guevara fan I am right and this is coming from someone who when I first saw AEW and they first came out I had no idea who Sammy Guevara was.
0: Same, and as with a lot of people that came through on yeah. AEW, like, I didn't know. Like Jungle I knew who Darby Allen was. See, I didn't know Darby <laughs> Allen until yeah. AEW. I didn't know Jungle Boy until AEW, and I didn't even know MJF until AEW. Like a lot of these guys, if for me, which is sad to say, if it wasn't WWE, mm-hmm. I didn't know who they were. Which well, until is,
1: AEW, I mean, like you had ROH, right? Unless you had a fight subscription, or you lived in the West, you know. He lived in the west side of the country. Right. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of a- ROH there. And then, of course, you've got like, you know, MLW, right. GCW, uh, you know, some of that stuff, progress, you know, stuff that you actually, you know, hear about. What's funny, you'd hear about from the NXT world. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, with, with AEW coming in, you had these guys, and they said that's why they're the pillars. Like, MJF, you knew about, um, but you knew about him because of Cody. You knew about him because of the the Bucks and the Elite and the, the you know being the Elite like that's where MJF you know probably got his national exposure was through Cody and that group of people right and so you knew about him uh, but these other guys as you said didn't quite have that same rocket push like MJF had from day one right they had to and just fight their way to the they top are. and I say it you know I think it's gonna be a great match it's gonna be fantastic I I wish I could uh, suspend disbelief. And believe, you know, and that, that I guess that'll be up to the work that they do inside the ring. But uh, you know, we I think we we all know MJF's going to walk out of this one still yeah, the it, champ. It, it's obvious. Um, I'm hoping they do something interesting on like set. I'm hoping to see a Jack Perry turn. I'm hoping to see Jack, uh, you know, get a little get a little dark. And uh, I don't you know, think
0: we'll see that until maybe until All In. Maybe because yeah. I mean, if of the time for him to take a turn. That would be the one where you would have a oh. lot of just I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is for it, but I mean that would be the one where you want to make your mark the most with that many fans in the arena and with that much publicity over fully, the event.
1: Fully, fully agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's double or nothing is really shaping up, and uh, you know we just want to give you guys the, just a little rundown real quick of, of where double or nothing's coming. Spoiler um, alert! So yeah, spoiler alert because some of these haven't been announced. Uh, we're 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 running off the dirt sheets on a little bit of these things to give you guys. Uh, but I mean, uh, along with it, I mean,
0: it's pretty obvious where they're going with yeah. a lot of storylines, especially with the whole Chris Jericho Adam yep. Cole feud, oh, the easy. Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Like it's obvious where some of these yeah, storylines. Some of these, are some going. of
1: these are not really that big a surprise, but some of them, uh, you know, so they said they've yet to be announced, and say things might change. But yeah, right now, Double or Nothing is looking to be the four pillars: MJF, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, and Darby mm-hmm. Allen. Uh, we should see the AEW World's Women Championship, uh, Jamie Hayter versus Soraya. Right. Um, I'd like to see them put the belt on Soraya. I, Same here. It's I mean, when, uh, when you have a faction, the faction, and yes, Jamie's in a faction too, but the heel faction needs to have the titles and the, the baby faces need to be chasing them, not the other way around. Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Which was announced on Rampage. That was announced on Rampage, so we know that one's confirmed. Uh, I'm, this one's going to be confirmed any day now if it hasn't, but Wardlow, the AEW TNT Championship versus Christian Cage. Which, um, which is
0: actually surprising to me. It's not
1: really... It's kind of coming out of
0: nowhere. Uh, it's... it's I, I was just kind of confused because... I don't know if this is going to be an opportunity for Luchasaurus to turn on Christian Cage, which which wouldn't make sense because they they just returned in a sense, like Christian Cage just coming off of his match with uh, Jungle Boy. You ever,
1: have you ever seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Two: The Secret of the Ooze? Yes. Do you get a Super Shredder vibe off of Luchasaurus? I new do. Ring-geared? Like the whole like when they came out, I was like, "It's a Super Shredder!" <laughs> <laughs> I did. Like the whole shoulder <laughs> pad thing with the spikes out there. Yeah, it did And you know be what's shredder. funny? Do you know who played the Super Shredder in TMNT2? Refresh my memory. Hmm. Big sexy Kevin Nash. No way. Yep. That was that was Kevin Nash. I think that was like his one of his first Hollywood roles was yeah, he was the man behind the the, the mask and for Super Shredder. Then so, so be, be it. it. Yeah, that was his line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just like the the thirty seconds that he was on screen, but
0: yeah, yeah such a good movie.
1: Yep, from the Super Shredder to Magic Mike.
0: <laughs> how not the world, how not the sure turns. how that works out. But yeah. yeah well, technically, from Super Shredder to uh, prison guard in oh, in uh, uh, yeah, yard. the longest yard. Yep. It's surprising to me, like how many wrestlers were in that movie. Sorry, oh, was nothing but wrestlers on. and football players. Exactly. Had yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Goldberg. Had,
1: yep. Great Kevin Nash. And then you had uh, football players and even MMA MMA fighters. Yeah, it was Terry was... Crews. Talk uh, about i I'm an old school guy. I love Adam Sandler, but like when they first announced that, I was kind of like, "No, don't touch that movie." That's yeah, a, and I'm sure it's a, a lot classic. of like that too. And then when I watched it, I was like, "I'm so glad you guys yeah. did this." Because it, it, it felt like it was on. its own separate. It style. was. It was. They, they, it was like it, it moved on from that. Like having Burt Reynolds in it. Like they were. Yeah. Right. It was. A, it was a cool story. But but yeah, they we digress. Burt Reynolds in, but you know. But yeah, so after that, we've got uh, the TBS Championship: Jay Cargill versus Ty Valkyrie. Please let Taya destroy her. Either I am, like I'm sick of being force fed. Jade Cargill. I think she's great. I think she's fantastic. I think she has a fantastic look, but she still doesn't have it yet, and she's no. not going to have it wrestling. You know these squash matches that are two minutes or less. Exactly. I mean, it's great she has an undefeated record, but she's there's not. No, there's no credibility. Yeah. There's no.
0: She's no Goldberg. She is a fantastic athlete and fantastic wrestler, but there's no credibility to her undefeated streak because she wrestles people that are just
1: like nobodies. Yeah, and then uh, after that, we've got uh, the AEW International Championship match. Orange Cassidy, uh, we, they're gonna have him on the pay per view, but there's no nobody's been announced yet. Nobody's so it's a mystery been, opponent. So right now, yeah, they're saying like they're. From what the Dirt Sheets are saying is that they're going to have an Orange Cassidy open challenge for the international title. And I guess that'll be an opportunity for some kind of a return or a debut. Honestly, I don't care. Orange Cassidy could wrestle a wet mop and have a five-star match. Exactly. He is on the run of a lifetime. That guy, I you know, once again, another wrestler. When I first saw him, old-school mentality... He he made me laugh, but I didn't like him as a serious wrestler. See, you see, and you and Jim Cornette had the same
0: philosophy. Like Jim Cornette, oh yeah, and I'm still he's I'm still thinking to this day he absolutely hates Orange Cassidy.
1: Jim doesn't change his mind for a whole lot. I mean, no. and, I mean he's been in the business. He he has uh, what do you call that? Um, all the right in the world. To be as stubborn as he is. Oh yeah, uh, I would say he's like the foremost historian of the professional wrestling business. Yeah, so, exactly. Jim, I'm not saying you can't have an opinion. All I'm saying is, Orange Cassidy is, is a fantastic worker. Uh, ring psychology is great. He manages to you know go in and out of the character when needed to make the match work. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm just a huge uh, one last summer. Well, you know, a, a wet <laughs> hot American summer. Oh yeah, fan. Uh, so when I when I see him looking like Paul Rudd and I hear Jane hit, yeah, it's it it, cra- it just cracks me up, it's man. Nostalgia. Yeah, and then uh, so AEW World Trios Championship. They're saying that's going to be between the House of Black with their new open house rules, which
0: I thought was actually I think it was super cool. Like, I'm, I'm I all into it. it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm all into it. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, no pun intended, y'all. And Hardy Party. So
0: So I'm guessing that's the Hardy Brothers and Isaiah Cassidy. I'm guessing
1: that's the Hardy Brothers and Isaiah Cassidy. And I'm not sure what Hardy Brothers we're going to get because uh, for anybody who watched Rampage, um, they're, we're making some broken Hardy illusions here. Uh, I think we might get Brother Nero. Which honestly, I would love that. I'm I mean, a big fan of brother of the Hard- Nero. That
0: version of the Hardys versus the House of Black. <laughs> that would be an entertaining match. I mean, on a that's whole other another level. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, can you imagine Broken Matt Hardy and Malachi Black?
1: I'm all for it. I mean, uh, broke I mean Malachi Black and Brother Nero, I mean and you know and Brody King and Bro- and and Buddy, Buddy Matthews. Matthews. Oh man. So the only issue oh, that I would makes- have is like
0: I- I, lo- I respect Isaiah Cassidy he's a great competitor
1: but he's not on that level he's not on that level he's not, not on that level not that. to say he's not a great wrestler but he's not on that level and that's right. not that's not a diss to anybody to say you're not on the Matt and Jeff working the broken you know brother Nero broken Matt and then the you know Malachi Black I mean just he's he's just got something about his character it's phenomenal you know whether it was in NXT WWE You know, or AEW. He whether he's Tommy in, Alistair Black or Malachi
0: Black, he puts on a clinic. Yep. No matter what situation that he's in or what environment that he's
1: in, and he knows how to draw you in. Yes. Doing the simple things really, really,
0: really well. Yeah. Or just not doing hardly anything. Just the mystique of the character is what's so captivating. It's like I'm not going to try and compare it to Undertaker because it's just well, you got a guy who, who,
1: by the way, probably is less than 210 pounds soaking wet. But wrestles is a monster better than guys who are 400 pounds. Exactly. Like, I'm more intimidated on screen watching Malachi Black than I am watching Omos.
0: 100%.
1: Or Bronson Reed. Like, they go on yes. screen. I could not care any less. I turn it on mute, and that's pee break time. Right. But when Malachi comes on, you believe that he can beat anybody at any time. Absolutely. So... And then, and the uh, Sam Punk. so the rest of the, uh, the rest of the uh, match, oh, obviously, that forgot. we haven't gotten to yet. Obviously, they're going to have the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club in yes. some way, shape, or form. Uh, Chris and Adam, uh, they'll probably do something with Ricky and Switchblade and Juice. However, that's going to work. And then will probably looks be Sean like,
0: Spears and uh, uh, Ricky Starks in a tag team. Yeah, and a tag team. And, tag team.
1: and then uh, there's got to be some kind of. I mean, I'd really love to see you know some kind of a coming to blows between Swerve. And Keith, because thus far, I guess they've done. I guess they've done. I mean, obviously they've done this intentionally. They've kept them pretty separate since the breakup. But either you're, either they're just going to stay separate and not touch each other for a long time, or you need to bring them together. So they're going to have that at
0: some point. The only thing I don't like is that they haven't really done anything to promote the match or do anything to endorse these two guys coming to a head at some point. All you've seen is Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes as a tag team, which and that maybe they're out there going. Maybe it'll be. Swerve Strickland and the Embassy against Keith Lee, Dustin Rhodes, and whoever they can I love as I love
1: Dustin Rhodes, but I don't want to see Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee as a tag team against Swerve in the industry. I want to see Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee, just the two of them. Right. I want it to be, you know, hard-hitting. I want to see moves from Swerve that make me go, ah! And I want to see moves from Keith that make me go, holy
2: beep! Yeah, exactly. Like...
1: And like I said, when you you know you take two guys like that, you don't need anything else. You take everything else away, and you let them wrestle. Exactly. That's all you need for that. Yeah. So yeah, double or nothing's shaping up to
0: be an amazing event.
1: Oh, I, it's it, it, I, I have no idea how they're going to take double or nothing and all that, and then like what a couple weeks later, turn around and do the all in and Wembley. I mean, surely like, they're
0: going to have something in the works afterwards, but. One of the things that I think that's going to happen at some point cuz MJF is still going to be the champion after that but I huh. think based on the promo that he had with Sting and Darby Allin what was it a couple of weeks ago or so mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be where Sting has his retirement match against MJF for the world title. You it'll, think be Sting title it'll be one a title a title match. Yeah, I think it'll be a versus title career. versus career which is going to be a great match. I think because I mean Sting can still go at his age. I mean
1: we've seen seen the I mean we've seen the matches with Sting and Darby versus uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society or whatever they're called or any inner circle, right? Um, You know they protect him, but he can still go, and he's willing to take you know bumps that are worth taking, right? Um, And MJF is a smart worker. And just like he said in his in that last, in the uh, one of the last pro- press releases where he was very much making fun of C M Punk the way that he was doing things. Oh yeah, the whole media scrum. That was one hundred the thing with the pickles. That was uh, I, as a like C M Punk with the with the cupcakes and then MJF with the pickles. I almost because
0: they actually promoted it or made a sponsored uh, ad about it, mm-hmm. but the company that made the pickles—you know was they got had some... Three, I almost dude
1: right. a if, case if of. you if you see three, buy two, and I'll have one. Oh, 100%. because I, still I don't know what don't bakery know. there is in Chicago, and I'm a big CM Punk guy. I'm not going to a Chicago bakery, but if they got some putt pickles,
0: Oh, oh, one hundred percent.
1: I don't know if they're still available. If they are,
0: I'm going to get some.
1: And he's sitting there at the announce table the other day with the, uh, with Shavani and them too, like you like, <laughs> Trying to give him a pick on this, I just I love I love everything he does. The guy, the guy knows how to have a great match. Oh, he does. and he can have a great match. You know, without uh, needing someone to be a you know a, a crash dummy for him, right? Like, he can be his own crash dummy. So, I fully believe that MJF and Sting can have an amazing match. And that would definitely sell out Wembley Stadium. Oh, yeah, so, that could be your main event. I mean, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Uh, I don't necessarily know that that's what we're going to see. But, hey, I can't think of anything better off the top of my head. So, let's just right. go with that. Well, it's like you said. We've only got a few weeks until
0: All In. And they're going to have to do a lot yep. of creative work to try and now, come out with matches.
1: Do we know, is All Out or is All In... Uh, at Wembley. Does that happen before or after the first episode of Collision? I believe that's before. Okay. But I could be, see,
0: I haven't read a whole lot on Collision, but I know that you've got a lot of uh, stuff about Collision, especially with CM Punk making his return on that. And also another little uh, tidbit of information or maybe some stuff in the dirt sheets. But I'll go ahead and let you t- t- tell a little bit more about that.
1: Well, so obviously with AEW Collision coming, we're going to... it. it You've got uh, Dark slash Elevation have said their goodbyes. Right. You've got Collision coming on. They haven't said it, but the writing is on the table. Exactly. You're, getting a, but you're getting a brand split. Right. You're going to get you know, the elite and the people of the elite ilk probably on Dynamite. Right. And then you're going to have people who are willing to work in the CM Punk world over on Collision. Um, And I think there are more punk people than the elite think. I think... Oh, yeah, 100%. I think the the Bucks and Kenny think everybody uh, agrees with them, but they also forget that they're EVPs. Right. And most people aren't going to disagree with the EVP. Exactly. Unless Um, they want to have a job there. Yeah. So, um, I wish that... And, and honestly, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be dead honest. This is my hot take, and people gonna be mad at me about it. You know what Eric Bischoff says: controversy creates chaos. I think the elite, I think the Bucks and Kenny are uh, kind of pathetic. I, I'm just gonna use the word. Um, your children playing in a man's world at this point. I used to have so much more respect for them, and you know what CM Punk did in his and that media blast when he called them out. Yeah, that that would pretty much get any red-blooded American male's testosterone pumping. Um, Obviously, but you guys are in a business where creating heat and creating real shoot, you know, animosity equals dollar bills. Right, and of the and CM Punk after after watching that thirty-minute post-match. Just diatribe that CM Punk went on, and I sat there and watched Tony Khan sit there with his mouth shut and his eyes wide like, open. Like, like he, a deer he had in the No light. eyelids. I mean, you sat there and you watched it, and for some people, they go, oh, CM Punk, he's such a jerk, blah, blah, blah. I sat there and said, the next year's worth of professional wrestling just got writ tonight, and yeah. every single bit of it is going to be amazing. And then the next day, everything went to crap. Right. And, you know, I've kind of, like, held my mouth about certain things here and there. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Bucks could be men and not little boys with their little boy egos. They could make more money than the NWO ever made. Exactly. The CM Punk, FTR. Like, you think, like, like think about it. CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. CM Punk and FTR versus Omega and the Bucks. Like, there's your, like, main event. how much money could they have made in the last six months they could have blown WWE out the water I mean yeah I mean like they they could have they could have taken the bloodline story was the bloodline story because Tony Khan didn't want to make his precious little elite boys angry and put everybody on the side and I mean to his credit he didn't fire punk he didn't do the thing that would have really ticked me off right he didn't fire punk he just said let's wait till cooler heads prevail right but the fact of the matter is, is we lo- we love this business, and this business, some of the best rivalries in the history of this business have been between two guys who, at the time that they were working, absolutely hate each other. Right. I mean, my favorite rivalry in the history of this business is Brett and Sean. Yes. And those guys... Did not like each other. They no, hated each all. other, and they agreed to do business. And you know what? Those were two men who went in the ring and protected each other. They were professionals. And they did about business. It. Yeah, yeah. The screw job happened, but that was Vince. Like, Sean. Sean didn't take any cheap blows on Brett. Brett didn't take any cheap blows on Sean. Like, they did their business. And CM Punk. <clears throat> I don't care what anybody says. He wrestled Hunter. He wrestled John. Like, he wrestled plenty of people. He had. Little to probably no respect for at the time that he wrestled for them, and everything was fine. Right. Nobody went nobody went into business for themselves in those situations, and that's why he was mad in the first place. So, for the Bucks and the Elite to not be able to do business, I just I, I've lost so much respect for them, and I hope I hope that as time goes on that we do get those matches because it's selfish for them to put their egos before the fans. Because we want it, we all want it. Yeah, everybody wants to see it. But everybody wants to
0: see Kenny Omega versus CM Punk,
1: yep. or CM Punk and
0: FTR versus Kenny Omega and The Young Bucks. Everybody wants to see it. I mean, it's like you said. Hopefully, they let bygones
1: be bygones. They be professional about it and just let let give the fans what they want. Yeah. But so for the time being, you're gonna have CM Punk, and you're gonna have you know the the people who probably were on Dark and Elevation, along with some of the people who are really good on on Dynamite and Rampage, move over to Collision. And uh, there's also conversation about a a new debut or major return at Collision. And so, you know, if you've been reading the dirt sheets, you know that uh, as far as a female goes, uh, Mercedes Monet, aka her, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks Mercedes Monet,
0: and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Her
1: her New Japan contract just ran out, so she is fully capable of being all elite. But uh, as far as returns go, I mean, there's I think there's a lot of returns that could feasibly happen, right. But uh, you know me personally, the the return I want to see and a push that that is long overdue is for Miro. Yes. please, 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 bring Miro back. Now, now and bring him back as he was when you when you wrote him off as as the this redeemer. exactly. I mean, he's the guy's doing some of the best work he's ever done on the mic. And then he just goes radio silent. I have no idea what happened. He's he's really not gotten in gone into it. I've, I've been hoping that his wife would run her mouth and we find something out, but that that has yet to happen. Right. But yeah, no. Bring back Miro. Make him the monster that he should be. Put a strap on him and then make money. Exactly. All right. You ready to get into some reviews, John? Let's
0: get into some reviews. All right. So. The only review that we have, like we didn't really want to go full into detail on SmackDown and uh, Raw because it was, pretty much a, it was pretty much a build up into Backlash. So we're mostly going to just do our reviews on Backlash. For me, from one to five stars, I gave the event a three. It was pretty much average. Not, there wasn't a whole lot of action. There was only one match that I gave a five stars to just Which because. Was that one? What, honestly, and you're probably going gonna 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 go to yeah, hate me for it. You're probably going to hate me for it.
1: It was the Damien Priest Bad Bunny Street Fight. I wouldn't give it a five, but that was that was the it was the best, and not even the best match. It was the most well produced, best timed match. See, I'm not gonna see, lie to you. See, that was I, the high point of the night. I actually don't disagree with you on that. I'm not giving it five stars. I'm gonna give it four personally. Okay. Uh, I feel like there was better wrestling to be had, but well, what I mean, they with the, with what they a, gave us with it being a street fight.
0: It was pretty much going to be a spot fest where Bad Bunny does a whole bunch of crazy moves. Of course, with the Destroyer, uh,
1: with the Destroyer, you got to love the Destroyer. It's it's one of the greatest moves that the person doing it does nothing exactly. All and the they person do. receiving it
0: is doing everything exactly. They're pretty much doing a backflip while the other person is just rolling. They're doing a over backflip them.
1: landing on their head safely. Exactly.
0: <laughs> which, which I don't know how you can call it safely, but... Well, but when, still, you, when
1: you take a guy out and say, it's one thing when you got a cruiserweight you know, who weighs 180 pounds, but, but, so but when like you're Danny Damien Priest, Priest, that I mean... There's
0: all the potential for it to go wrong.
1: I mean, you're talking margin of error. Exactly. But yeah, like it was pretty much a spot fest just because it was a street fight. And and Bad Bunny's done his work. Let's say the guy, you know, you can watch, if you go back and watch it and you know what you're looking for, you can see Damien Priest really taking care of of Bad Bunny oh, yeah. uh being just such a professional but you got to give it to Bad Bunny he has taken the time he's done his cardio oh, yeah. he's learned how to bump he, he knows what he, he he's respects doing. the business he does yeah. not go in there and look like garbage he he no. goes in there and looks like he could he could be a professional wrestler
0: And a lot of times when we see celebrities going into WWE and having these matches they I Ad still think Logan
1: no, and Pat are above Bad Bunnies. Oh, 100%. But, yeah, you got
0: Logan Paul at the top and then Pat McAfee right underneath yeah, that. Yeah, but then I, then I would say bad, Bunny. bad
1: Bunny's in the top three, so oh, that's yeah, not a bad easily. place to be.
0: But yeah, like the whole match was just a great like five-star just from an entertainment aspect. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have the return of Carlito. Dude, that pop. That pop from that crowd. Oh, and even then, uh, you had Savio Vega.
1: I love that Savio Vega still gets a pop like that. I mean, Yes. You talk about a guy, I mean... Obviously, what he means in Puerto Rican wrestling is huge. He is but like, a legend. I mean, but yeah, I mean, the pop that he gets. I mean, he's—I don't know how long he's been retired from the ring. It's been a while. It's been a while. I said for him to come out and to get that much of a pop. I mean, for Puerto Rican wrestling. I mean, you've got so many greats, and you've got such his, a rich history with the Cologne family there. Right. That's why I'm watching it with my kids, and um, you know they don't. They don't know who Carlito is. They don't know who the Cologne family is. Right. So they didn't get it at all. Right. And it, I, you know, it, was a, it was a fun time to actually explain to my kids, like, this is like... Uh, this is like their lineage. I was like pretty I was pretty much like, their I was like, heritage. Like, uh, Carlos Cologne is kind of like uh, Dusty Rhodes, and Carlito is like Cody. Right. it's the son of the legend, and the legend was the booker. Like, and it was... You know, so it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, that, that match was without a doubt the... That was the climax of the night. Well, 100%. there's no argument there.
0: I mean, from Damian Priest bringing back his WrestleMania attire when he tagged with Bad Bunny. Love the and ring then, psychology of and that, then, and I love uh, the
1: storytelling between Michael and Corey to make sure that that you know those little pieces are tied in. And
0: then Bad Bunny coming out sporting the new Jack from ECW mm-hmm. look. I mean, Bad Bunny. For him being a celebrity or being a music icon, he knows his wrestling inside and out, and the whole match is to me. I mean, five
1: stars all the way. I mean, look at the guy's accolades. I mean, like he's like this Grammy award. Like it's not just a Grammy award, a multi Grammy award winner. Like most streamed musician in the world. Yes. Uh, I think he's dating um, like a Kardashian or a Jenner. Like.
2: My, I don't know. Like about I'm all. sitting there. My I, wife. I, yeah. My wife told me. Oh, okay. She goes. Oh,
1: he's dating so and so. I'm like, I, you're, I had no clue. You know, hey sweetie, you know when I talk professional wrestling to you and you don't understand anything I'm saying? When you talk Kardashians to me, I don't yep. understand just a word you're saying. Shoop, right over my head. So, but yeah, I think he's dating one of those people. Okay. So like, I mean, you're talking about this guy who is not just a celebrity, but like like one of the top celebrities. A top celebrity. Yeah. And there he is going through tables and taking, taking bumps. crazy bumps. like I mean putting his body on the line like you know he loves it and so you just can't help
0: but you can't help but appreciate
1: respect it, respect it and you know, you know, kind of kind of run for him, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, like of the matches of the night, that one was definitely the highlight. Uh, and I did not even give Bianca Belair and IO Sky credit because I think for that was being... probably
1: the best wrestling match ruined by the worst finish. Finish. Yeah. And I said it earlier in the night, and I'm going to say it again. I'm talking uh, when I mentioned Pat Patterson. I miss Pat Patterson, and if, if there's anything that this, if I can encompass this entire pay per view, it's that we miss you, Pat. Yes. And that you were the best Finnish guy in the business, and professional wrestling has really never quite been the same since you you've left this world. Right. Because finishes suck. I, I took for granted in my lifetime watching a product, you know, with WWF, WWE, with Pat Patterson writing finishes and finishes, you know, actually being good. Right. And the, the finishes in this pay-per-view, there's a couple here. And the first one was the first one of the night. You have a great match. Uh, Io and Bianca do a great job. I mean, there's no doubt that they were going to do a great job. And this is the Io Sky that we've been waiting yeah. to see. She finally got... Somewhat of a. Actually, it's role. not the EO Sky I'm waiting to see because one of the first things I thought when I saw EO was why does she look exactly like Asuka? See, I, I didn't see that
0: very much in her, her. clothing,
1: so like, her attire. She looks like Asuka with the same coloring scheme and everything of Asuka's clothing. I'm like, what happened to the Joshi Judas, like the one who comes out in all black and purple, like that was an NXT after she went crazy on Candice LeRae? Like, I'd really like to get. EO with the edge, right? Back the EO that they put the NXT strap on and let her run with the title for as long as she did. Yeah, that's the EO I want to see. Now in the ring, we did see that same EO. She right. did a great job. I mean, just creative, like different kind of holds that you don't normally see. Yeah, like
0: just a like great just that innovative style that she's known for. Yeah, it's just
1: I mean a fantastic match. And then in the last couple minutes, like say not to say ruined, but yeah, it's taken away. Like I was gonna, I would give this match a four star. But because yeah, I, of, I gave it three. But because of the ending, I couldn't give it anything better
0: than a three. No, see, all these matches I gave three stars just because of like what we said—just sloppy finishes, sloppy finishes, and nothing man. good to go off. Cody of it. and it's, Cody and Brock. That's, oh my that's gosh! One. Don't start the night started.
1: and say so if you you start the night and you end the night on bad finishes, like like honestly, I think the card would have been so much better had the finishes been different. We'd be having a different discussion. But when you start and end your program, you know, with just Really? That's how it ends? Right. Like it just makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah, overall,
0: the whole at night was just a three star for me. Yeah, I mean, nothing it was, great about it. Was, it.
1: it was kind of like uh, we, we got to move the story along, but at the same time, we don't really know what we're doing. Right. So like, I kind of was worried about that with the fact that the draft happened before Backlash. Right. You know, as of this as of this recording right now, Raw's about to start. You know, we're about to get the full integration of the draft and how that's going to affect everything. We're going to get the world title. I think they're pressing, you know, the reset button on a lot of things, which will be good because hopefully be
0: we can see new storylines develop and we can see something new with all the new superstars that they have going yeah. to all these different brands. Yeah, it'll
1: be interesting to see if they, you know, keep the focus on Cody and Roman or if they kind of let that die for a little bit and maybe build it up later as they get closer to SummerSlam. Right. You know, I the. There's so many options right now, but yeah, I just feel like Backlash was kind of snake bit in the fact that you had WrestleMania end on kind of a to-be-continued, right. but then you're pressing the reset button with a draft. Right. It it didn't make sense, really,
0: but hopefully, like we said, at the end of the night on Monday Night Raw tonight and then on SmackDown, we hit the reset button and we get new rivalries, we get new storylines, and we get a new World Heavyweight Championship. Match at uh, Saudi Arabia, but overall, so that, that'll be
1: that'll be that'll be something to talk about too. Because I to say with Saudi Arabia coming up, they, they, I mean they only have what three weeks right between now and it's Saudi not Arabia. Very long, they don't have be, a lot of time to build, and uh, unless they're gonna not have a tag team championship match in Saudi Arabia, which there's I gonna, don't think
0: that that's gonna happen. Because I mean they can't defend it with both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn.
1: Well, I mean I think Kevin. I mean they would need them both, but Kevin can go over there. and I think Kevin has Kevin ever gone over? or is in solidarity he doesn't go. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. I think you might so be right. So there may not
0: there may not be a tag team title. There may not be a
1: ta- either there's not going to be a tag team title championship at Night of Champions or they're going to take the title off them in the next week or two.
0: I would hope that they wouldn't do that. I last. hope they
1: don't. I really like I I think that they need the titles. I think that they're good for the titles. Um but yeah, I mean, with Saudi Arabia, there's there's so much backward politics that go into the booking of that. Right. But it'll be really interesting to see how they I mean you're, you're coming out of backlash, but you have no time to rest on your laurels. Because, yeah, you've got Knight of Champions, three you weeks gotta from now. you got to get on it.
0: you got to start creating some storylines that'll yeah. even make. Well, even then, with Saudi Arabia, you don't really have to make any storylines. It could just be like some
2: throwaway. You don't have cause... to
1: make storylines, but when you have. It's one thing when you have Crown Jewel or like the greatest Royal Rumble, whatever, and right. you have like a throwaway booking. Right. But when you have a Knight of Champions booking, which means you're going to have. Every championship, most on most all of your championships on the line. You can't, you can't just throw that out the out the door and say, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're gonna have this guy defend against this guy. No big deal, and all the champions retain. Because if you do that, then it's like, what's the point? Yeah, I and mean, it's a bad show. Yeah, I mean, and this, I'll say, the Saudis. I mean, you understand this? The Saudis, the Saudi Republic, all that. Mo- like it's like a completely communist republic, but right. you know, in in the term of a monarchy. Everybody who's there does not pay a ticket price. Right. Like it's a lottery. Yeah. And like all the people who are there win the lottery to get tickets to go. And the Saudi Republic pays for that entire thing to be filled and everything. Right. So like it's a guaranteed house. Yeah. That they go to. So they have to make sure that they put on a heck of a show every oh, time 100%. they go. Yeah. And that's like one of their highest now that because of what that is because of how that's structured, that is their one of their highest revenue uh, live events for the entire year. Right. So I mean, they're gonna they're they're gonna put something good on. They you know they're not gonna just throw out you know crap and say if it, was, it was one thing when you're having like uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, and you really could you just can throw crap out there and just you know ha ha. But with Knight of Champions, if you're going to have – Roman's going to be defending. And that's another question that begs like who he'll be defending against in such a short amount of time. Is it going to be Cody? Are they going to – is it going to be, you know, somebody on SmackDown who hasn't had a chance to, you know – I don't think they're doing anything with Drew because at this point I don't know if Drew's signing another contract. So you don't have Drew – you, got, you possibly have Ray. You have Edge. You have AJ Styles in the OC. I mean, it'd be really cool to see AJ versus Roman, you know, and like the OC and the Bloodline kind of mix it up. But hey, at this point, we're just speculating and we're doing some armchair, you know, what is it, uh, armchair quarterbacking? Exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, backlash, eh? But the the way that the, everything's going, I think, is very exciting. Right. Um, there's so, t- there's potential
0: for things to go better. Depending on how storylines develop, and depending on how things go, coming from backlash into *Night of Champions*, but with, like we said, with just such, such a short amount just of time, it's
1: kind of funny to me that both both promotions have the same situation going on right now. Exactly.
0: It's, but hopefully we'll see something good come of it. But it's we'll see in time. Yep. Well, guys, that is all that we have for this episode of the Five Star Drivers Podcast. Again. We're on social media. Go check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Go download our podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts. Anywhere that we are streamed, we're there. So go check us out. More episodes to come. Uh, John, you got anything else to add? I love you all. (laughs) From the bottom of my heart. You guys are awesome. Thank you again for supporting us. We hope to see you again next week. Keep it five-star, guys.